Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Them To a degree, there's no doubt, you know, but then also, hey, the head coach has got to step in too and start being, let's get the run game going in training camp. Let's not just make it Josh Allen-centric all the time. You know, that's where I would, you know, defend Brian Dayball a little bit. And then, yeah, one for four in the red zone. Yeah, in the windiest game in the NFL we've seen the last two years. Okay, that happens. Oh, against the best defense in football. Oh, against the best coach in the history of football and not letting teams score touchdowns. You know, so, yes, I think you're right. His answer is saying he's not a little underwhelmed there. Um, but at the same time, I think there were some other circumstances that – you know, he can blame on himself that were part of the game on Monday night. I mean, Josh Allen gave the ball perfectly to Matt Breida in his chest. He dropped it. That's what happens on cold nights. The, in fact, the series before that, I think we saw the Patriots player drop the toss, Damian Harris, on a third down. So that happened a little bit unlucky there. You know, I think there's a number of things there. Yeah, Brian Dayball has not been his best year. I'm not going not gonna to sit here and lie about that, but I think there's, there's some other things at, at play here that are affecting some of that. And, they, Mike, the biggest thing, too, is this. The talent in Buffalo on the offensive side of the ball is so overrated, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and just a bunch of other guys. That's all it is. They're the only two blue-chip players on the offense. There's nothing else. And that's where I think people got to get that out of their mind, too. It's the Josh Allen show. He, a lot of quarterbacks in football could not make that offense work. Uh, but he's so freakishly talented, and he does. And he's kind of fooling us, a.k.a. almost like Aaron Rodgers early in his career. We go, they're a Super Bowl contender. You know, why? Because one guy is just a magic man? And I think that's my rant there for that discussion there. Sorry. Well, but but they played so well last year. That's the thing, and I that's know. why it becomes so difficult one year to the next because mm-hmm. what has a team truly done to improve itself? If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And the Bills, I think, believed it was enough to just kind of tread water. Well, when you give defensive coaches seven months to go to work that's right. on trying to figure out how to throw a wrench into the next big thing in the NFL, you better be working on ways to counter it. And you better be coming up with different ideas and different players who can maybe take you to the next level or put you in a position where you zig 
when they zag based upon all the zigging you did the prior year. And, you know, one last point about Dayball before we take a break, and this is another reason why it is an ominous quote from McDermott. Shereen Williams pointed out last night on PFTPM when we had this discussion, McDermott basically said the same thing about Rick Dennison a few years back, and Dennison didn't make it, right. Right. Didn't make it. So, uh, you know, I, I doubt that we're going to have a Sunday at one twenty in the afternoon firing of of uh, Brian Dayball, no. in part because the, right. the Bills have already had their bye week. But he, he is on notice, Chris. And these next five games become critical from an offensive performance. And, you know, I mean, Sean McDermott was – he was kind of on that trajectory of being among the top coaches. And we've, we've had a lot of I love, articles yeah. and discussion yeah. about – Who's making more than $10 million in the NFL? By my count, I think there's eight. There's a lot of debate. A lot of people don't want to accept the idea that other money gets funneled to these guys, even though it does. McDermott's not in the $10 million per year club, and we know these guys are competitive. The ones who aren't in it want to be in it, and McDermott was on the path. He, gets, he has another year like he had last year. He's one of the top coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Gets that Super Bowl, gets that win. He's one of the top dogs, and uh, you know the plug's being pulled out from the the rise of McDermott's star. Well, you're you're right to a degree. He's still a phenomenal football coach. I mean, phenomenal. But he's not he's not in the 10 million. He's not getting the 10 million no, club no, this year. No, you're not, you know. And, and listen, I think where they dropped the ball and and I know even preseason, I I said I don't think Buffalo can be as good as last year, not the way they played last year, where it's just you're depending on one guy to just make magic all the time. It's just too hard. You know, you got to have versatility in your offense. I mean, again, we saw Kansas City just light the world on fire for two years. What did teams do? They continued to study them, see the, gather more information. I mean, now, damn, the Kansas City offense that was unstoppable two years ago, it can't do it. Can't do Jack Diddley squat. It can't. Defenses are all over it. They got to reinvent themselves. So I think there's that aspect, and McDermott, I think, needs to, you know, in the offseason, of course, offseason, look at it and go, man realistically can I ask the offense to be successful with the way we play there's got to be another element to defend and right now the only element to defend is Josh Allen laser beams or Josh Allen running the ball he's the best runner on the team and the best thrower on the team and that's just not going to work and again I will say this too in Brian Dayball's defense hey let's also give him credit for what Josh Allen is we got to do that too the whole world thought Josh Allen was the dumbest pick in the world and he's too raw and crazy and he's brought him in to where now not anybody in the planet can argue he's definitely one of the three or four best quarterbacks in football. You just can't argue it anymore. So Dayball deserves a little credit for that too. Uh, but yeah, they got issues up there. They do. And uh, I don't know if they can get to the Super Bowl playing this way. As we've seen, there's some, there's some things to worry about about their football team. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, week 14 power rankings, plus some of your more astute and or insulting observations and questions. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Yet again, the Arizona Cardinals, number one in this week's power rankings. They... They earned it coming out of their bye, getting the big win in Chicago. They played like the team that should be accustomed to playing outdoors in December in Chicago. Of course, they used to be in Chicago. 
not a lot of movement in the top half. The Ravens fell a few spots by losing. That bumped up the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Cowboys one spot each. Chris, anything jump out to you as problematic in no, the top half of the rankings? I don't think anything like problematic. I look at. I, I think the the one thing I would probably do if I were you, and again, I don't think it's like egregious that you have this. I would probably go Cardinals one, Buccaneers two. Maybe Packers three, Patriots four, but I'm not like sitting here going, "Oh man, that's crazy." I think the pack, the Patriots could could probably win an ugly game against the Packers, but I think in like a head-to-head matchup, I just think of it that way. Like Patriots versus Packers, Patriots for Bucks right now. I'd probably take the other two teams. I'd take the Packers or the Patriots. That's the one thing that jumps out to me. Um, but I mean, that's again, it's not egregious. I understand you having the Patriots at number two. They're playing really damn good football right now. I think the other one I would probably look at at number eight and nine, like again, I just don't know how good the Ravens are. I don't. I'm. I, I, I'm. I'm. The Ravens, the Chargers. You know, there's a few other teams in the AFC here where I'm just. I still got questions about, and I can't believe that as we're going here. You know, into mid December, but I would probably put the t- the Titans above the Ravens for sure. Uh, I would. I know they lost their. You know, their last two games, but. Um, man, one was in a monsoon. The other one, they went toe to toe with the Patriots and just messed up some situations. The score was misleading. But other than that, I mean, I like what you got, Mike. I really do. And I, I'm not even saying I dislike what I just said that much. Direct driver makes the comment. I don't trust the Cardinals. No matter how many games they win, they will be a quick out in the playoffs and they can't shake that vibe. Right. And that may be the irony for the Cardinals we keep using that word today but I think we're using it properly they play so well during the regular season that they earn home field advantage in a season where they have already seven double digit road wins and may have eight they have Detroit coming up and could have nine if they roll the Cowboys like they did last year and their reward is to play at home where it feels like they're vulnerable they've lost both of their games at home this year yeah no it is crazy that that that, I mean you know again I Losing the Packers, that was a tough one, certainly. Again, that's another game you look at and go, yeah, they lost, but, man, a lot of that was self-inflicted. I don't necessarily look at it as like, oh, the Packers overwhelmed Rondell Moore on a punt return that he dropped or a screen pass that went through his head and got intercepted or through his hands and intercepted. Um, but I, I think your, your, your base comment there is real. Like, I just don't, we haven't seen Arizona be battle tested yet enough over the last few years to just believe in them as a playoff football team. But I don't know. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball. I have a hard time thinking one and done. I know that I just, they know how to play the game schematically and they got a lot of playmakers to back it up. It is going to be a challenge for them though. They don't have the same kind of weather home field advantage, obviously, that you're going to have in Green Bay or Buffalo or other climates where you have to worry about wind, snow, and rain. And also, I wonder how extensively the fans of the road team in that playoff game will be present yeah. at State Farm Stadium right? and how much of a home field advantage it really will be. It's not like the Chargers where it gets overrun, but I feel like the road team – fans end up with a lot of tickets to those games and in the playoffs you know are the Cardinals fans going to come out in in full support or or will there be some secondary market transactions where Packers fans or Cowboys fans or Buccaneers fans end up 
showing up and making a lot of noise for the Cardinals. Maybe that's good. Maybe it needs to feel like a road game for the Cardinals the way they played on the road. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they're they're. Yeah, I, I think what we see there, though, just as far as like those are some answers for being battle tested to a degree is the fact that they can go on the road and do that. You know, there, there's certainly something there about them rallying together. But uh, the thing I'll go back to with the Cardinals, they got a lot of different ways they can beat you. And that's where I think it's impressive about their team. It's no longer they just have to throw the ball, forward wide receivers, Texas Tech, Red Raiders, you know, type of offense. They got, you know, they can play power football. They can throw screens. They got a good short passing game. They got a little play action and boots to go with it. So you can't just say, oh, if we stop this one element, we'll stop the Cardinals. We saw last week, you know, they can do it with defense and being conservative on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that's where, you know, we all got to start giving them a little bit more respect. Funny comment from Enemy for the People on the fact that the Rams are at six and the Cowboys are at seven. Cowboys are better than the Rams, and I hate you for making me type that. <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys are currently better than the Rams. Do you? I don't either. No. I mean, that was a ugly win against the Saints. I mean, really no sustained drive the whole night, just few big plays. To me, that's not like that's not going to be like you know able to be consistently relied on, especially as you get into playoff football. I mean, they lost to the Raiders. They got dominated by the Chiefs in Kansas City two weeks before that, dominated by, you know, the, the Denver Broncos, where I could sit there and get behind you to go, yeah, the Rams are better. And where I would say, too, is like, again, they're self-inflicted stuff. It wasn't games where I went, oh, my gosh, they're physically getting overwhelmed and getting beat that way. You know, I think there's a little bit more of that in the Cowboys' losses as compared to the Rams' losses, at least. And, yeah, I'm with you. I think I'd put a, the Rams a, a smidgen ahead of the, the Cowboys as well. One last note on the way out the door. The Raiders down from 14 to 18. Jared says the Raiders will beat Kansas City, jump 10 spots, then lose the next week to continue the cycle of death. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what so many teams are this year. We think they're good after they get a big win, and then they fall flat on their face, and it's just up and down, up and down, and it's leading to a very compelling final five weeks as we try to figure out who is going to make it to the single elimination round. We'll take a break. We'll continue this Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Oh, what a catch. Week 13. Some of the great grabs. Here's Logan Thomas with the one-handed snag for the seven-yard touchdown. Going way up. Oh, man. That is that is that That one was headed that for was the front special. row, Chris. Yep, I was. That was a great catch. It really was. Did not need to make it that hard. And I feel bad for Logan Thomas because he got hurt later in the game. Leonard Fournette with the one-handed touchdown. Look at this guy. For the first points of the game. Soft He's on fire lining. lately. He is, right? Finally becoming the guy that we – remember when he was a rookie or a freshman at LSU, how great we thought he was going to yeah. be? He's getting closer and closer to that. Marlon Davidson with the pick six. Oh, Tommy. Oh, oh Tommy. Sweet oh, hands Tommy. for the big guy there. Look at that. That was pretty impressive. I mean, that, that made it a game because I feel like Atlanta was about to get blown out. Uh, they still they, they still, still didn't lost. cover, yes. unfortunately. Here it is. You had them as a best bet to cover. How about Devontae Parker with the 16-yard sideline toe tap? Check it out. He yep. just came off of injured reserve. The presence of mind and getting the feet down. Two catches made by the Patriots on Monday night. Here's one of them. Mac Jones would have been one for three, but for the efforts of John U. Smith, that ball sailed. And I thought it was a way over his head at first. I was amazed he got a hand on it, and then he has the presence of mind to get it in, Chris. Look at the vert. I mean, he's, he's a freaky athlete. That's why they signed him, and that was an amazing catch. Kenny Moore in that 31-0 win. This is right out of the gate. So first play from scrimmage. What's Tyrod Taylor thinking here? I really Just throw have it away. No the idea. guy's right there. I know. Nice it's catch though. Great catch. Getting the feet down. All of that. But yeah, it just the 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 risk is not worth the reward there. It's really not. And phenomenal catch by Kenny Moore. Same game. Seven nothing. Colts. Ashton Doolin. Yeah. Ashton making Doolin making the catch at the back of the end zone. Getting the. Uh, the feet down and toe drag swag is. right there. Yep, got him down. All right, yeah. Michael Man. Gallup. This one we raved about it on Friday. Woo! This is this is the stuff of superheroes. It happens so fast in real time, you don't appreciate it, and in slow motion, you don't appreciate it. It is a lightning strike. It is a cobra bite. It was incredible. The ability to get the ball, twist around, get his feet down while he's being shoved out of bounds. Amazing stuff by Michael Gallup. Amazing. All right, and here's the same game. How about this catch by J. Ron Curse? Gosh. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I thought there's no way he got two feet down. Chris, yeah, did he get no. him down? I know. He got him down. I mean, laying his body out, keeps it straight, gets the left toe down here again. I mean, that really was. That was special. Uh, Cowboys got some freaky players, that's for sure. That Michael Gallup guy, uh, I mean, hey. I, if he stays healthy, he's a, he's a number one type receiver, and I know we've discussed this before. Where I think we both think maybe Amari Cooper is expendable after this year because of a guy like Michael Gallup there in Dallas. Peter said on Friday's show that when he was at Cowboys training camp, Dak Prescott said to him, "Watch Michael Gallup this year." Now that was before Gallup got hurt. Yeah. But usually, when a quarterback's excited about a guy and names a guy, yeah. You watch him, and you're right. He could make Amari Cooper expendable, and Amari Cooper probably still in the doghouse a little bit for missing a couple of games because he was unvaccinated. We know how Jerry Jones feels about that. Let's take a break. We're going to draft the teams that need a playoff by the most when this Wednesday edition of the program continues right after this. Bridgewater. Lanza. Touchdown, 
Kansas City Chiefs, el pick six de Sorensen, merece un toma, papá. <laughs> That's great. Carlos M. Ramirez, the Sunday Night Football play-by-play announcer for Universo, our colleague. Yeah, the, when, when, when I pull up the game on Sunday night on YouTube TV, it asks me, do I want to watch on NBC or do I want to watch on Universo? You get that option every time. Huh. It's, it's It just shows you how, how big that's become and more and more folks who, who speak Spanish as their primary language are football fans. We think so much about Europe. A lot of uh, Mexican and Spanish football fans, and uh, it's growing all the time. All right. What do you think of Teddy's business buys. decision on that play there? Just real quick. Uh, he, well, he, you know, he, he knows. He tried he a little. He tried a little. He knows. I don't think he really he knows tried, but he last knew. Time. Right. I think he was like, I'll try to throw a shoulder in the side of him, but he wasn't going to put his body in front of the guy and tackle him. That, that, the best know. approach continues to be shelter in place. You can't get called out for your effort, your lack of effort, or your feigned effort if you are curled up in the fetal position in the spot where you threw the football. That's what Tom Brady does. That's what everybody else should do. All right. Teams that most need a playoff by this year. Here's the... Oh, you asked... The I got a question. Like, Shut your mouth right, for a second over there, okay? Right, Shut I'm your mouth, all right? I'm not looking. I'm He's not got looking. it blacked out. Go don't ahead. uncover it yet, Pete. I'm not what, don't uncover what it. What NFC team has the most wins all time in the wild card round? It's a good one. I don't know it. Most wins all time in the wild card round in the NFC. I would say the Packers. Wow, good job. Good job. Did, did Pete just hit the button and say that to you? No, no, no. I mean, I, Pete I, had to tell here's, me here's like why. I cared like during the question. Just they just be quiet. Yeah, I don't believe it. I, Pete's, a, Pete's an idiot. He probably t- hit your button and told you tell there. Me. He didn't tell me. <laughs> the, the wild card round really exploded in 1990 when they went to six teams, and the Packers have been a perennial playoff team. And, and you know you and you, you know the wild card round you're playing if you're not one of yeah. the top two seeds so right. if you're in the playoffs a lot you're, you're going to play in the wild card by you round there. a lot you're going to win that. a lot all right um, and I will say that the Packers need the playoff by the most because Aaron Rodgers has told us how badly he needs a buy so that his broken pinky toe on his left foot paint the target on he may as well get a tattoo of a target on your pinky toe Aaron because they're going to test that toe the rest of the season unless and until you get that two-week break where it can heal even more. So Packers, final answer. Yeah, I get that one too, and we know how great they are at home, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think the next one I'm going to go with here is I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Patriots next. You know, Again, I know the Patriots game translates to, to the road too because of the way they play, but I, I guess my logic more is this. There is a great home field advantage in New England. There is. You say what you want. There's just some mystique about that field where the other team goes there and you just feel like something bad's going to happen to us. And I think the other thing I look at, man, as awesome as they are, rookie quarterback, can he win three games on the road to get to the Super Bowl? I don't know about that. I I don't know. That's still a tough task, as amazing as Mac Jones has been and the the team is. So I'll go with the Patriots as my, uh, my next pick. Although it did take them a while to get their first uh, first home win of the yes, season this year. They were like 0-3 or 0, even 0-4 yeah. at one point at home. I'm not quite sure, but they lost plenty of home games to start the year. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Even though last year they did it the hard way, they were the 5 seed, went on the road. Were they the 5 seed or the 6 seed? They were the... They were low. They were the... They were, low. They were the 5. five they were the 5. they played for they, Washington. They faced, they faced right. Washington, right. right. 
They had to go on the road three times. They did it, and they came home for the Super Bowl. Well, now they are so much better at home this year than on the road. And Bruce Arians talk, uh, talked recently about how much harder it is to play on the road this year with fans present. For, for all the, the talk and the reality of the home field advantage for most teams evaporating and road teams doing well, the Buccaneers are a different team away from home. So they don't need the bye as much as they need it for the week off, although the week off would come in handy. They had an earlier bye this year than last year. Getting that home field advantage is key for them because they are just not the same team when they play away from home. No, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is weird that they're one of the few teams. I, I got to think, you know, again, I don't know exactly what it is, but something about the quiet atmosphere adds to their offense and what Brady can do at the line of scrimmage a little bit. That gives them just a little bit more advantage. Of course, hey, two plays in the huddle. Hey, check, check. Or I got an audible to this. You can't always do that on the road. Uh, I would think that's got to be a part of the for, part of that element. All right, the next one I'm going to go to, and I don't really have like great reasoning here, other than I don't think they're a great team, and they have a great home field advantage. Is the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going to go with them. You know, again, Kansas City's really good. We know. You know, but they're, are they as good as we've seen the last three years? No, they're not. They're playing a different style of football. The defense is legit. Um, but, man, going to Kansas City, a, le- a little like Green Bay in, in my eyes, the fact that, hey, it's cold, it's going to be really loud. You know, they thrive on that home field and energy. And Mahomes, you know, like a Rodgers, the elements don't really matter. It just, it do- oh, it's 30-mile-per-hour wind. Oh, it's a little rainy. Oh, here, laser beam. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. And I do think that's an advantage for them. Last one for me is the Rams for one simple reason. Yeah. They can't go to Lambeau Field. Yeah. They can't. And good you. luck. They're, they're, they have a steep uphill climb, and it starts Monday night when they go to Arizona. If they lose to the Cardinals, it's done. Their quest to, to try to win the division be the one seed. But they, if they go back to Green Bay, forget about it. I know. They're not. They're not going to beat the Packers in Green Bay in the postseason. Lucky for them is that's like the only place that's like that kind of weather in the NFC right now, as far as the top four seeds. So maybe they get lucky that way. Uh, My last one again. It's hard to figure out a last. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Again, we talked about the Buffalo not being, you know, just a dominant great team. But if they got at home, you know, again. I don't want hurricane winds, but the one thing you do see, like I just said with Mahomes, Josh Allen in Buffalo, uh, the elements aren't going to affect him as compared to the other quarterback on the other side of the field. They're not, and I think that gives them an advantage. Even though they don't have a run game and everything there, it's a little like Jim Kelly and the K-Gun back in the day. He could just still throw it through the wind, the snow. It doesn't matter, and I do think that plays into advantage, let alone a great fan base to go get behind them. The risk is they're going to end up hosting a team that is better that, built if it's to win in bad. the elements yeah, than they are, like the Colts. Right, that like could be Colts. scary, right. That could be right, scary. let's take a yep. break. Yep. We'll wrap up this Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Look at the odds for MVP as they currently stand. Tom Brady, the favorite, at plus 175. Hey, if the Bucks are the one seed in the NFC, how do you not give it to Brady? However, however... If the Steelers make the playoffs and if T.J. Watt gets eight more sacks, he's got 16 in 10 games. They got five games left. He's missed two. That's 24. He's on pace for 24. That's the record. If they get to the playoffs and he sets that record, he's currently 250 to one. You want to make a a good value play? You put it on T.J. Watt to be the MVP, Chris, because there's a, a way the dominoes fall where these voters start to wake up and say maybe he's the guy. Shereen Williams, who has one of the votes, 
Her two finalists are Kyler Murray and T.J. Watt. Yeah, wow, Kyler Murray. I mean, he missed a month of the season. That's hard for me to yeah, – he would be the, in the leader Three house games. if he was playing, uh, played more. Watt, yeah, Watt's great. I, I, You know, again, I don't know. They have to make the playoffs. They do. It's the 22nd-ranked defense in football. I don't think he's been as physically dominant as Miles Garrett this year. I don't. His sacks might say it, but, I mean, even last week, he got two sacks where the guy just fell in his lap a little bit. I know he's awesome. I don't know if I can get behind that one as far as, like, dominant MVP defensive stuff there. I can't. I don't know if I can. I mean, Brady and Rodgers, to me, are, the, are in the leader house right now. I mean, Rodgers showed he's, he's MVP caliber for sure. They got to be the one seed, though. Now, yeah. when you say fell in his lap, is it kind of like when Brett Favre takes the snap and rolls that, out yeah, to the that right? That didn't, but he didn't get defense MVP. I know Michael that. Strahan, Strahan didn't that win it? the award. See you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.